around, introduce yourselves. Um, name, uh, don't worry about the name of the character. Just say hello, who you are. Um, if we want to start with Will, go ahead. All right. Hi. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm Will. I uh, don't know if there's anything else you want me to say. Uh, no, no, just Will. Um, uh, you can just say hi. That's about it. Hi, I'm Will. Just want to get the sort of the the voices to the to the voices, as it were, the faces to the name. Yeah. Um, ben. Howdy, I'm Ben. This is me. And last but not least, Yo ho, I'm Taylor. Awesome. Okay. If you're playing along at home. I'll always say hi. Ben will say howdy, and Taylor will say yo ho. Yeah, exactly. That's sort of how we're running this this game. It's only greeting. Um, okay, and I'm Liam. Uh, I am going to be um, the keeper for this short campaign, potentially short, potentially longer. We have no idea. And I'm just going to sort of describe this opening scene. The sounds of Christmas music, sleigh bells, and Santa Claus is asking for donations ring through your ears as we find our characters milling in and about and around the train station in beautiful old Quebec City. The Carré du Palais train station. Fantastically old, resembling a castle, placed straight in the center of a bustling city, sits right in front of a park, dusted with snow, um, the trees lined with sort of this fresh couple of inches, um, and there's people milling in and out, there's cars running through the streets. It's a busy town, and it's a busy day. It's early December, though, so it's a little bit cold, and the Iron Mountie is taking its quarterly trip from the eastern side of North America to the western coast, landing in Vancouver. The train departs in about five minutes, um, and I'm going to roll a d6, the only roll that I'm probably ever going to make <laughs> to decide who goes first if they want to tell us what they're up to. And Ben, tell us your character name uh, and what they're, what they're doing as they're waiting for this train to, to take off and to board, actually. Um, so I'm playing as Cassio McMonahan, but mostly just Cassio uh, is his name he'll go by. He is waiting around for the train, and he's really trying hard to nail a kickflip on his skateboard. <laughs> but it's really a struggle for him because his nunchucks keep falling out of his back pocket. So like every time he tries it, he has to like turn around and bend over and get the nunchucks, put them back in his pocket, go get his skateboard and get set up again. Um, but he's really trying. He hasn't got one yet, but he's getting like really close. Amazing. Um, and as you can see, sort of in this train station, it's got these like beautiful stained glass windows. Um, <laughs> like, so in the, in the center of this sort of opulent waiting area, you've got Cassie McMahon uh, trying to do kickflips and um, the security guards that are around there are just kind of like, whatever, like we don't. He's did, trying. Did it's he get cool. them? Did he get them as local mall? <laughs> the nunchucks? Is that some mall ninja shit? He actually, he was on a plane once and there was a catalog in the back of the seat. <laughs> <laughs> so he mailed like a five and two tens in an envelope and they okay. sent him a pair of nunchucks like six weeks later. Incredible. And let's go on to Edgar. Yep. So um, my character's name is Edgar Wright. Kind of a tall man. What you got, Edgar? Uh, well, Edgar is kind of going through his pack, digging through his notes. It kind of looks like he's busying himself kind of going over stacks of papers and different catalogs that he has orchestrating the next leg of his journey after uh after the the train reaches its destination he's not really paying attention to everything around him he's so engrossed in everything that he's looking at 
Gotcha, gotcha. So he's sort of just like stuck in those notes as as yes. he's playing. Um, and last but not least, Elliot, how are you hanging? Uh, yeah, Elliot Hofstadler is currently in a bit of a heated discussion with one of the ticket booth guys because you know he bought a ticket earlier ahead of time on the app, but across the border his 4G doesn't work so great and it's not loading. But you know, he swears he he paid for it. It's all good. It's just not showing up, and it's this whole thing. <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay, and I just want to. I'm going to send. Can you guys look at the handouts on roll twenty? Uh, we can. I think we can see them. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's a whole bunch there, and if you go into the train station section, this is what the Iron Mountie sort of looks like. Um, it's just got like this. You know, it's a classic coal um, burning train. It's got a bunch of carriages behind it um, and a bunch of different types of cars. There's even one that kind of looks like like something metal is pointing out of it towards the back. Um, you're not entirely sure what that one's about, but you're definitely going to check it out later. And uh, yeah, it's making this huge ruckus and this huge calamity as it comes barreling through into the station. Um, and then as it finally comes to a stop, you've got a, a younger looking man, um, probably in his late teens, early 20s, sort of just like a little bit long, straight black hair, the semblance of a mustache. Um, on sort of some olive-toned skin. And this strapping young gentleman, Gabe Shoemaker, he is the sort of, just the person who will help you onto the train and help you with the bags. And he starts to call out to everyone in the in the um, train station. Um, hey, guys. Uh, if you are here for the Iron Mountie, um, you can come on up. We're going to get going in a few minutes. Um, just bring me your ticket, please. Come on this way. What do you guys do? Um, Edgar's going to kind of snap out of this deep focus that he's been in <clears throat> and start to hurriedly pack away his notes. Um, they're all very old, so he's trying to be very careful with them. Um, and as he kind of hurriedly packs away everything, he's patting down his coat, trying to find his ticket as he approaches the... Uh... Cassio bumps into him and knocks some papers <laughs> on the ground as he's walking towards the train. Oh no, oh oh, oh dear. And immediately, like, his attention's going to go to, like, picking up the notes and make sure they're all okay and putting them back in order. Um, Edgar's super disheveled right now. He's like, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't even see you there. That, that was my fault. I'm already gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, any of you have any of you reached Gabe yet? Let's say Cassio, uh, you made your way to Gabe. Gabe. Yeah. Um, I stop in front of him and I, I take my shoe off and I pull the boarding pass out from my shoe. Oh, awesome. Um, okay. Let's see here. Cassio McMonahan. Is that you? Yeah. Okay. Um, so we had a little bit of a mix up with the rooms. Um, we just couldn't sort of tell you because we don't have any cell service. Anyway, it's sort of Bro, but but I know you're going to be placed in a triple if that's OK. We had to squish some people together because we just ran out of space. We overbooked. Like, uh, are they, they chill. I mean, I don't know. They, I don't they really cool know. guys. They're going to party or uh, you got one guy named. Edgar and one guy named Elliot. So I don't know. Better not be any fucking nerds. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, uh, yes. Let me ask why would your why would your railroad provide a QR code on the ticket online, but not have a QR scanner at the ticket booth? Um my man, it's we're coal. We run on coal. Um, I don't own the train station. Uh this is just is my it? like winter gig, so I don't know, man. This train, I'm sorry. Cool. That didn't mean to get heated there. Uh, 
Elliot Hofstetler, uh, here is my ticket. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, hey, you're one of the triple. There we go. We got. <laughs> yeah, this is one of the. Oh, are you also part? What's? Uh, can I see your ticket, sir? Oh, uh, yes, yes. And then Edgar will kind of, with everything still tucked under his arm, like half put away, be like, Edgar, Edgar, right. Here you go. Here you go, my man. Thank you. Okay, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah, you guys, um, do you have any bags that I can help with? These fucking nerds. Well, sir, I'm sorry. We don't place people based upon how cool they are. It's just a random Um, I mean, you know. I've made some great friends on this train. Maybe you can, maybe you can make some good friends too. Yeah, let me ask you this: You said this this train runs on coal. Yeah. You like burn that? And uh-huh. the smoke, the smoke goes up in like the sky and shit. Yeah. Y- yes, that is how coal works. All right, that's badass. I'm in. <laughs> where's Where's my room? That's hella cool. Yeah, you should tell. Um, you should tell my boss. Um, you should definitely tell Evelyn about. It's that. It's like all smoky and shit. Yeah, no, she uh, she's actually oh, the cool, cool person. Like, she has to keep the train running. So, when you get in, I'm sure she would love to hear that. Um, here, let me show you to your rooms. And as he's he's sort that of like, like that, like pollutes the planet and shit. Yeah, no, uh, this train probably has like several millions of people in terms of pollution. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah no, it's not. It's All not right, great. Edgar's anyway, just listening yeah. to this and like his. <laughs> Face just slowly gets more and more relaxed, being like, are, are you kidding me right now? Like, who is this guy? <laughs> it's a good thing I won't have to interact with him later on. Um, all right. So, yeah, basically, let me bring you to your rooms. And you guys are brought into this sleeping car. So imagine that there are – so you have a couch and you have two single beds in um, this first room here. Um, and you guys can see that, right? Yeah. yeah. Make sure, sweet. Okay, cool. So there, are, uh, there are four beds here, or so there. Are, these are two separate rooms. Um, so you've got one room on the left here, and then you've got one room on the right. Um, you guys are next to um, the Beckers, who are um, actually checking in right now. They've got um, two kids. They've got Deirdre um, and Milo, um, and you can sort of hear like their dad just being like, "Deirdre, Milo, um, please." Please stop. Like you've just you've been a lot today. Um and I just can't I just can't do it. Um we've got to get everything inside the room. So please just calm down. Um and then Isra, the the mother of the of the Beckers, is like, Christoph, please, can you we just want to have a good vacation. I just everybody needs to relax, okay? And they they head off into their room and you can sort of hear them bumbling around and they're putting all their, their bags away. And let's see. Yes, yeah, so you guys. Uh, what do you do in your room? Are you setting it up? How, what's that? Uh, what's that like? Putting your bags down, things like that. So we have two beds in this room for the yeah. Three you have two beds and a pullout couch. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Who's getting what? Yo, dibs on the couch. <laughs> sure. But I mean, okay, if that's your if uh, that's your prerogative. Uh, awesome. Be right with that. I'm sorry, I, I didn't catch your names. Uh, my uh, my name's Edgar. Uh, Elliot Hopkins. Cassio. Cassio and Elliot. Got it. Perfect. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, yes, by all means, by all means, Cassio. Uh, the couch is yours. Awesome. And I'll I'll motion to to Elliot to both beds be like, after you. No, please, or, after you. No, please, after you. No, I insist. No, I couldn't. I couldn't possibly. Oh no, please. I it is against my nature. 
as is mine, please. Uh, I tell you what, on the count of three, let's both just take a bed. All right. Okay. All right. One, two, three. And Elliot doesn't bed. move. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, we don't have to sell this now. Maybe we have a couple. Of yeah, hours. this is a future problem. As you start, as you as you're sort of arguing over like what's going on, what's happening, um, you sort of hear this like tinny '50s music come on the um, intercom, the PA, this like old dusty PA. And as you hear, you hear Gabe over the, over the speakers go like, "All right, um, everybody's on board, so we're gonna get started. Um, if everybody wants to meet in the." Um, in the dining room in like five minutes, we'll just do a little brief introduction and we'll get going. Okay. I'll see you then. And he hangs up. You hear a click. As you're, as you're sort of getting ready, like you can see on the inside of this, it's definitely like old, like it's an old train. It's fifties inspired. There's like sconces with this like ceramic, uh, sort of flowery paisley design. Um, the lights are all really sort of yellow and oldy. It doesn't, doesn't seem like anybody's paid attention to this place for a long time the sheets and the beds themselves are like very antiquated um starchy they don't they don't seem to be taken super well care of so and this is the first class like they bumped you up into a triple but um this is like the nice digs of the train so you can only imagine like what the rest of this is it sort of almost feels like your grandma's apartment um that kind of furniture and that kind of stuffiness to it i think he was stretching out on the couch with his shoes still on (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Edgar's um, just kind of, you know, organizing his stuff again as, you know, he still had some of it just under his arm, but he's pretty comfortable here. He likes the old atmosphere. He's pretty familiar with it. Excellent. Yeah, I think Elliot is, um, he's got his big red briefcase that he's sliding under his bed. Then um, pulling up his laptop and doing some work. Oh, I'm so glad you finally picked a bed. I was so nervous. <laughs> so you guys, uh, you like trains or something? Fucking nerds. Well, hey, young kid, I would please ask you to not talk to me that way. Uh, I, I'm yeah, say, I, I'm whatever. Kinda, what what brings one such as yourself here? Um, you know, it seems like a if you don't mind me saying it, a tad bit out of place. Yeah, I don't. I didn't want to be here, but my well, I don't have to tell you, fucking nerd. But, well, you yes, you are entitled to not tell me, but I think the the name calling is a bit much, don't you think? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Well, I can see this is going to go swimmingly, but uh, we can move past this, and I'm sure in just a couple of hours we will be the best of mates. Um, so we should probably put our stuff away and get to the um, the corral that's happening in the other car. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Perfect. And as you guys. Are talking about that, you hear Gabe um, walking down the hallway um, on your right, sort of just banging on the on the doors, being like, "Come on, if you're not up yet, we're gonna have a meeting. Um, just you know, it's not long. It'll just like take two minutes. We just have to explain stuff. So um, I'll see you guys there." And you can hear him do that on the back of the store, even though they've already left. Um, I, love, I love how Gabe is like the attendee of the car, who's like his job is to organize everything happening. And he's like, please, for the love of God, just, you only have to spend five minutes at this meeting. Just please show up. (laughs) Very much like that. Um, Okay. So y'all are heading to the dining room car. Yeah. Cassio skates. It's on his skateboard. 
like at a slow, moderate pace, but it's really obnoxious. Yeah, hell. Yeah. Whenever he goes through a doorway, he raises his hand and touches like the frame. <laughs> like, it's a slow pace, but it still like totally throws Elliot off, and he like braces himself against the wall when he passes. Yeah, and Edgar's just hanging <laughs> out and like checks in with Elliot. He's like, "Is it me or is this guy? I not to be rude, but do you think he's somewhat rude?" You know, I. Wouldn't invite him over to dinner, I'll tell you that much. That's true. I, I certainly wouldn't. Oh, that's, I haven't got to know him yet. I don't want to cast judgment. So That's true. We shouldn't, you know, it, you without sin should not cast the first stone or whatever it was. Um, no, I think that's it. Yes. No, I, yep, I have it written right here in my pocket. Oh, you, you, you keep pocket. that written down? You got anything else yep, written in your pocket? It's thrown right on the inseam. <laughs> <laughs> Just got a list of sayings there. Oh, I just love quotes. I have them stitched all over. Wow, <laughs> you nerds! Well, oh my god, when did you wow. turn around? Oh my god, projected <laughs> voice. Flip in the middle of the hallway and turn around. <laughs> <laughs> and as you guys are sort of um, chatting amongst yourselves and making it to uh, the dining room car, you enter into this room and it's got this like nice long bar. Imagine this sort of gilded, um, like gold plate, but really cheap sort of style. Um, gold plating that's along these um, metal edges of this bar uh, with these 50 styles like diner um, sort of uh, stools that are underneath it. Um, there's also some tables and stuff in the corners that I just didn't put on the map. Um, but you can imagine that there's some like little booths around here and there for people to sit and enjoy. And this bar is packed. Everybody has made it in. Um, you see a whole host of people. There's the Beckers, the family that you saw earlier. Um, you see sort of this, what looks like this old really like well-kept and well-groomed British gentleman who's sitting at the end of the bar nursing um, what looks like a hot toddy. Um, and he's chatting with this um, short cropped uh, blonde woman who um, seems to be chewing like 18 packets of gum. Um, there is, uh, there's another man who's, who's talking like his ear off at this, um, this sort of, this woman doesn't seem to be paying any attention and she's got this like short cropped black hair um, and is just sort of mulling things over in her fingers, just sort of twirling her thumbs around, twiddling them. Um, there's a baby as well. Milo Becker is sort of just babbling about in his mother's arms um, and a couple other people, but you can't necessarily see them as the folks are blocking your view. And Gabe is behind the bar right around here and he's addressing everybody. There's a little bit of chatter. And he says, all right, all right, turn down, turn down that music. I got to, I got to talk to him. And so um, the old British gentleman reaches over and flips a switch on the wall and the volume goes all the way down. And he says to the crowd gathered at the bar, all right, guys, welcome to the Iron Mountie. Woo! Yay. Yay. Yeah, no, we're gonna have a great time, folks. Um, so if you didn't get the email, that was because um, we lose cell reception and internet access as soon as we get out of the station and into the Canadian wilderness. Um, so usually we just try to send one out before we get out of the uh, train station in Vancouver on our way back, but we couldn't get it out in time. So I apologize if some of you were thinking you're going to be able to get work done or something like that. There is I no was. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. There is no way to contact the outside world um, on this train. So you're going to be locked up here for like a week or so um, as we make our way through up and through the 
the Canadian wilderness, but there will be incredible views. So um, this is the dining room car. We've got um, a library. There's a tea house as well, first and second level for a little observatory action up on the top. Um, plenty of things to occupy yourself within just those two rooms alone. Um, this is the dining room car. Um, I am going to be probably stationed around here most of the time. So if you need me, just come grab me. I'm happy to do whatever you want. Um, well, I'm not, let me rephrase. I'm not really happy, but like, I'll do it. Um, and anyway, yeah, we can kind of whip up whatever you need up here. I've got all the fixings. Um, this is mostly a poutine based diet, um, in this car, but, uh, yeah, really anything goes. We've got a full fridge of, of beers and wines and things like that. So don't be afraid to ask. Um, gentlemen to my left, um, it seems like you, Jack, is that right? You've already made yourself a hot toddy. Um, you can see that British, that old British gentleman is like, yes, well, I thought that it was imp imp impertinent to, to not be drinking around other people. So, um, I've decided to make myself a little. Hey, cheers. And I open up my fanny pack and pull a natty light out of it. <laughs> oh, yes, a fellow. A ruffian, a bachelor of of great regard. I crack my natty light and it kind of explodes from all the kickflips I did earlier. Just hands but, in your pocket? Uh, Gabe, Gabe sort of grabs a towel and he, he mops that up and he's like, all right, yeah, I mean, great. I'm glad you two are talking. Um, let me just keep going through the room so everybody knows what we're dealing with. Um, there is that old American Museum of Natural History exhibition for the dinosaurs down the way. Just be careful in there. The AC doesn't work and it gets really, really hot. Um, and the lights flicker on and off in sort of a menacing, terrifying way. So just be careful in there. We have lost some children um, over the years. Um, if you find them, let me know. Um, Wait, you're saying they're still lost in there, maybe? Well, that was a while ago. So, yeah, in the 50s when this whole thing was kicking off. We, the 50s? Guess, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they ain't kids no more, bro. Well, so that's what makes it so hard because there's a lot of bones in that room. And we're the not weren't mentioned in the Yelp review. Right, the Yelp, yes. Um, I'm that, sorry, so you're saying they, they have prop bones in there in addition to maybe real bones? We Are just haven't bones? had the time to Wait, figure out. To count the bones? What about the dinosaur bones? Are those just props too, or are those legit? I'm, I'm not a paleontologist. I don't know. I just, like, know the shtick that we, like, this is just in the pamphlet. Um, oh, I should have looked at the pamphlet. Hang um, on. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah it's, it's not it's in the fine print there's like a little uh, you know those like when you see and there's like multiple stars because there's like this is like the third thing you have to pay attention to like it's in there and it just says like we cannot confirm nor deny let me just read it for you we cannot oh, yeah, confirm Ellie's, Ellie's going back to his room to get the pamphlet <laughs> <laughs> Ellie I can, okay yeah, bro can wait I pull a pamphlet out of my fanny pack Edgar's reading along he's like oh well, when did yeah, you put that in there Oh, I got it at the station. Did, would you buy it? What? <laughs> 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 well, so you guys can read. You know, we can't confirm or deny that there are children's bones in there. So just be careful. Um, you'll see what I'm talking about when you get in there. Um, then we've also got the really fun section. There's the cannon. 
that lives in this train. We um, It was sort of also an installation from the British Historical Society. So check out the Canon Room. Um, definitely not functional, so don't try it. Um, that, that feels like the warning you only put in when somebody has already tried it. 100%. Yeah, if it wasn't functional, why wouldn't it matter if you tried it? Okay. Do not shove things in there, like <laughs> pie. If you shove pie in there, I'm going to be, like, really upset. So um, it may or may not be functional. Is the gist that we're getting? Uh, yeah, no, it may. It, it's it's not. Okay, it's just not. We're going to leave it at that. That's the one rule. I'm a pretty light and fresh and easy guy, but but whatever. So um, just a small clarification. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Okay, fine. Anyway, uh, after the cannon, there's the caboose, and that's where all the storage is. Um, a lot of, I think Clint, and he points to a, a man in a cowboy hat, like a 10-gallon cowboy hat. Um, looks like almost like Doug Dimmadome. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, just like sort of squat and red-faced. Like he's got all this like blotchy... Um, sort of like he's been drinking way too much all the time forever um, sort of aura about him um, and just sort of tips his cap and goes like yep that'd be me Clint McCain that's all my stuff in there uh, don't go poking around there's things that you may not want to see um, and uh, <laughs> and Gabe's like alright so that's it That those are all the rooms um, everybody knows where their room is I, I brought everybody there um, I'm going to go chat with Evelyn. Oh, Evelyn, there she is. She's right here. Um, and Evelyn, the conductor of the train, walks in, um, and she goes, she's covered in soot, like head to toe. She's already been sweating. Like the train is on its motion. It's it's moving quite slowly, but it seems to have gotten started. Um, and it's Evelyn, um, and she says, well, hey, folks, I'm Evelyn Greenrose. Um, I am the conductor of this train. Um, you can find me sort of hanging out in the front basically all the time because the train needs continual fueling of coal to um, move everything. So um, I probably won't be around too much, but if you need me, um, you're more than welcome to come talk to me in the engine room. I'm just hanging out, reading books and shoveling coal. Um, I actually got to get back because I can see we're slowing down right now. So I'll see you later. Okay. Have fun. Gabe starts to clean up. He's just sort of, he says, everybody's wel welcome to go back to their rooms. Um, some people start ordering from him for some food. Um, what do y'all do it doesn't seem like it, it seems like everybody's sort of milling around and chatting um yeah what's uh, what's your move um i think edgar like is absolutely ecstatic about everything that he's heard this seems like a perfect place for him and um he he's just gonna kind of hang back and see what what people say try to learn as much as he can okay um yeah you start to see uh a couple other people walk in. They seem to have missed the meeting, um, and they sidle on up to the bar um, behind y'all. Y'all are sort of on this left side here, um, and there's three. There's three people. They um, they may have gotten on late or something like that. You're not entirely sure, but um, they sidle up. One of them is really tall, like seven feet tall. He's huge. Another one is like five foot nothing, like very squat. And the other is sort of right in between them. Um, and the the really tall, lanky, gaunt, um, almost like greenish hue to the skin um, is sort of talking to you. He he sounds really sick. Um, and he's just like, like almost like he's motion sickness or something like that. Um, and he says, uh, hello. Um, did we miss anything? I'm sorry, we were sleeping. 
Um, my name's Lucius, by the way. These are my um, my siblings, um, Ralph and Dolores. And he points at the short one and says, that's Ralph, um, and points at the, the middling um, uh, uh, height person, and that's Dolores. Um, and he's talking to you, Edgar, Lucius is. Oh, uh, hello, Lucius. Uh, my, name, my name's Edgar. Yes, um, you, you just missed the meeting we had. It was just a brief overview of the rules and the layout of the car, but I'm sure that uh, Gabe could go over it very briefly. Um, what, what brings you folks to, uh, to our train? Oh, um, well, we're on vacation. Um, yeah, had to get out of the house a little bit. You know, just wanted to see some scenery. Um, we're up in, in Nova Scotia, um, and so we just decided to head west for a little bit and come back on the, uh, on the opposite train. My, my brother Ralph here doesn't get out much, so this is a good chance to meet some people. Um, and Ralph rolls up, squat with, like, a really poorly fitting suit and, like, big um, bow tie. He's a bit portly and with, like, a terrible neck beard. Um, and he's got this like disgusting trilby on his, um, head. Like it's not even a fedora. It's not a full fedora. It's just like a trilby. And he's like, Hey, I'm Ralph. What's up? Oh, hello, Ralph. Um, (laughs) um, my, well, your brother Lucius was just filling me in. Um, it seems as though you folks are on vacation. So I've never personally been to the States, but, uh, it's always good to meet new folks when you're out on the road, as it were. Yeah, I'm here to meet some women, some shingles. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Well, I, I wish you the best of luck. It seems like there are a few floating around this train, and you seem like a an a, a, a up upright man. <laughs> and I'm sure you'll have the best of luck. Yeah, um, absolutely. Is that are those nunchucks? What? That I see? Not on you, on the man behind you. Yeah. Cassio, he, he sees them. Oh, he sees them in Cassio's back pocket because Cassio's at the bar trying to get a beer. I'm sorry, I have to go talk to that man right now. Um, and Ralph heads over to you, um, and, and to you, Cassio. And before he gets there, um, Dolores saddles up to Edgar and just sort of says, "Like, um, I'm so sorry. He's our little brother, you know. He's just not." He's not the best, honestly. He's kind of sucky. Um, so I apologize for that. And she's got sort of like beautiful jewelry. She's bespeckled in this like gorgeous um, assortment of different types of necklaces and armbands and things like that. And she ve- seems to be very elegant. Oh, it's perfectly all right. No trouble at all. Um, so uh, seems like we'll be seeing plenty of each other for the next week. So... Um, I don't know. Uh, have you been on this train before? Would you recommend anything? Uh, it's my first before she, before she can answer, um, as as y'all are talking and as uh, Ralph is heading up to um, Cassio, Elliot, what are you what are you doing? Are you talking to anybody? Are you scoping anybody out? Uh, I feel like Elliot, as a loyal member of the FCC, has got to go check out the dinosaur room after he heard that some people have disappeared. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you walk that way and you see... Um, there is a really curly, like red haired, um, younger woman, uh, probably like maybe in her late twenties, early thirties. Um, as she's actually heading, she's opening up the door to the, to the end of that, um, end of that hallway. And, and she looks at you and goes like, Oh, are you, are you coming this way? I certainly am. Are you? 
Um, yeah, I'm actually gonna go check out the. Uh, I'm gonna go check out the dinosaur room. Oh, I guess that makes two of us. Oh, are you going there? Okay, great. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, let's go. Let's go together. And you guys, you guys head out. She um, as she introduces herself as she's walking through, and she says, um, "Yeah, my name's Moon. Um, Moon. Uh, Moon. Moon Simmons. Um, what's yours? Uh, Elliot Hofstadler. <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> Elliot Hofstadler. Hofstadler. Yes. Very cool. Um, yeah, that's now, Moon, that's a that's a that's a name that I don't often hear for people for um, people as opposed to celestial bodies. Moon, yeah, my my pants were kind of crunchy, but um, I don't know. We we kind of I just make it work, you know. Some people say like, "Oh, you're the moon to my sun," or something like that, and it's always a terrible pickup line. But um, yeah, and you guys are making your way to the bestiary, and we'll get back to that Ooh. in a second. Um, Cassio. Uh, Ralph walks up to you and he taps you on the shoulder and says, excuse me, fine gentlemen. Yeah, um, what's up? I seem to have noticed some nunchakus in your pack pocket. Oh, these bad boys? And I pull them out and and I kind of do some moves to them, like really clumsily. Like I'm not good with them, but I'm very confident that mm-hmm. I am. Ralph's eyes go like, <clears throat> So wide, like he is. You can tell he's like clearly enamored with like you as a whole person. He's just like, wow, I've never seen such a display of athleticism. Yeah, back in school, I was like friends with this uh, guy who who was good. He trained me how to use them. He was basically a ninja, and he gave them to me after um, I killed his sensei. <laughs> <laughs> um Ralph like puts his, he puts his hand over <laughs> puts his hand over his mouth and he's just like un- unbelievable the start of a story yeah <laughs> um I have to I please let me he gets down on one knee and raises his hands to you and just says please I turn away and face back to the bar and try to get um the guy's attention for a beer uh, yeah, you can hear Ralph still talking to you behind you, like, please let me use your nunchucks. Just <laughs> one time, let me please use them. In the background. Um, Gabe, Gabe looks at you and goes like, yeah, uh, what's, uh, what's up? What can yeah, I get? Yeah, beer me. And I hold up two fingers. Um, you want two beers? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What, uh, what kind? We got a whole bunch down here. You can come uh, Natty? Yeah, do you want tall boy? You want just the- no? That won't fit. I'll just take the the right. standard. Okay, so he whips out two um, two natty ices and plops them down right in front of you. Um, uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, we just we just sort of rack up a tab around here, and at the end, you guys pay. So I'll just put oh, this- so they they're like free then? No, they're, they're like <laughs> cool. Super- okay, not <laughs> free. Uh, uh, he cracks open one and takes a sip and then takes the other one. And it almost looks like he's about to hand it to Ralph, but he puts it in his fanny pack and zips it shut instead. Incredible. Um, great. Uh, let's go back to Elliot. Um, you and Moon are now in the... Um, does anybody else want to go anywhere? Or are we are, we, are, are um, Cassio and Edgar staying in the, um, the dining room talking to people? Um, I, I think Edgar will start making his way towards the library. Great. Okay. Awesome. I want to go look at bones. 
Great. Okay. So you two are heading towards the library. You see, um, as you walk out, um, <clears throat> you start to see uh, Dolores and Lucius make their way, um, not following you guys, but just sort of walking along the bar as well. Um, and Dolores, you notice just out of the corner of your eye, she um, doesn't seem to appreciate, um, she's got like some kind of like eye thing, like she can't um, see certain things um, or like, like light really hurts her eye. Um, she seems to be shying away from that as well. You're not sure if she's hungover or something like that, but it's just something you notice on your way out. Um, all right. And so as you guys enter the bestiary as well, you see Elliot and um, Moon chatting as they're looking at some bones. And she says, you can hear her saying to Elliot, um, yeah, can you believe like kids? Like they, do you really think that they must be making that up? That's probably just, that's probably just fake, right? Like to get people here. I don't know. It's, Crazy. You know, I I would think, you know, if someone was, if children are disappearing on the train, the Canadian government would know about it. Yeah, right. I mean, absolutely. I mean, the government, like, usually knows what it's talking about. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, is... <laughs> it's, no, you don't, have to, oh, you don't have to apologize. I just, um, yeah, I don't know. Who do you actually, do you work, I mean, it seems like you're interested in the government. Do you work for... Actually, I work for the uh, the FCC. Um, the FCC? Yeah. Uh, yeah what is this? Well, uh, you know, if you do a quick Google, you'll uh, find the FCC defined as the, uh, hang on. Shit, sorry. No, it's like that. It's like the federal, it's like the isn't federal it like, uh, communications commission. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, so naturally I'm very concerned about, uh, missing children and such. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go check out this crab over here if you want to come. Absolutely. Come yeah, I, th I feel like maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, the crab ate him or something like that. Yeah, you know that actually uh, in 1842, uh, English naturalist Richard Owen coined the term dinosauria, which was uh, derived from the D Greek danos, meaning uh, fully great, and sauros, meaning lizard. Thus, the name dinosaur. She just, she kind of nods her head and is like, yeah, no, um, I didn't. And thank you for telling me that. Time. Full of, full of facts. Absolutely. Um, what are you guys doing in this bestiary? Are you just tell me what you're what you're looking at, what your experience is. You see there's dinosaurs all around. You can see all of these kind of bones, um, tiny little pterodactyl things. You've got like a triceratops. Um, there's even like non-dinosaurs in here, like this gigantic crab. Um, it just seems to be like old things that people have cobbled together. Um, and as, as you step in, you notice it's got those like gross yellow fluorescent lights. Um, the paint on the wall is peeling. It's got also that like 75 to 80 degree temperature in here, like that gross sort of wet, moist air from mold coming from somewhere. Um, so it's just kind of like a nasty dilapidated space um, with all of like the, uh, the plaques on the dinosaurs um, being a little bit scuffed and the bones not necessarily being kept up to um kept up to snuff so it's definitely been like neglected um cassio skateboards over to elliot and he's like hey nerd these things are older than my butthole stepdad <laughs> <laughs> yeah young kid i find that highly unlikely uh these bones are a million years old yeah the uh, how old do you think my butthole stepdad is? <laughs> I'm sure he does not appreciate being referred to as a b-hole. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't care what he thinks. <laughs> uh, Cassio is obnoxiously skateboarding around like a figure eight around these exhibits while drinking a oh, beer. Yeah. Can you uh, can you do the first role of the campaign? Can you act pressure for me? Act on, who's pressuring me? <laughs> it's just it's just sort of like you're in a social situation. You're trying to make friends. What do, okay, what do I roll? You just have to roll a uh, plus cool. So whatever your plus cool is, which I do have all of your stuff. Your plus cool is plus, plus one. one. So roll two so d6. So if I do this, will this do it? Uh, okay, never. Two d6 plus one. Okay, cool. Four. So you got a four. Um, you trip. You trip and fall off your skateboard. It sucks. You can see Moon kind of like look at you and giggle, and she's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Ah, uh, jeez, I'm heck. Did I spill my beer? Yeah, you spilled like your beers all over you. Um, your the natty in the in the back pocket is fine. That one, that one does it's not. In, it's in my fanny pack. It's actually, in your fanny, which is um, on yeah, my that, front. That one seems that one seems okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the one that's that you're holding um does not fare as well. It's still you still got a little bit of beer in there, but um, I finish it and then I throw the can on the floor and I take the one out of my fanny pack and open yeah. it. Hell yeah. Um, uh, young Cassio, I, that is littering, and I, I think you know that. Ah, uh, nerd. Ah, <laughs> bunch. I think everyone on this train's a nerd. Ha! I'm the only cool guy here, and I skateboard back into the bar because I'm sick of this nerd place. <laughs> um, Edgar, what are you up to as all of this is going on? Um, I'm thinking of just kind of like trying to like. I'm just trying to make my way towards the uh, the library and, you know, uh, socially drained. So Edgar kind of wants to keep to himself. I don't know if I have to go through this car to get to the library. So I might see um, Cassio come out. Um, yeah. Yeah. So basically, as you're heading towards the bestiary, yeah, you guys pass through um, a couple of cars on your way there. Um, so you hit the library. I'm going to bring everybody to the library on roll 20. Um, but you hit the library before you actually get to the bestiary. Um, and I can give you guys a layout after this, just so you know exactly what you're looking for. But this is this like cozy room. It's got record players. If you want to sit, it's got places to drink coffee and tea. Uh, there's just like a bunch of different places and nooks and crannies for you to sit in. Um, if you wanted to take a nice seat and read. Um, is there anything you're doing in the library? Anything you went to go specifically check out? No, well, I think he's going to you know, scan the shelves and see if he can get any books on the history of the train or, um, yeah, I, I guess that would be the main thing. He's interested in learning about where he is. Yeah, you told, I mean, you, you find a book on just like the Iron Mountain in general. Um, it's got, it's just like a history of the Iron Mountain. It doesn't seem to have anything too juicy in there. It's just got sort of, um, general stats and and historical notes about when it was founded, who founded it, um, how it was constructed, all that stuff. There doesn't seem to be anything in there about missing children. Maybe it was scrubbed clean or something like that. Um, you do come across a book called um, 
uh, Haiti's favorites. Um, and it's, it's kind of interesting. Like it's not something that you would imagine being in a library. So it sticks out to you like at, on a train, um, Haiti's favorites, but it talks about, um, just this like story of these horrible demons coming to, um, wreck the overworld, um, with their pursuit of general villainy. Um, so just some like short stories in there about some pretty horrible deeds, but those are the two books that stand out to you as you're sort of investigating things. I think, um, Edgar, he probably still has, you know, he probably like still carries a notebook and um, he's looking through the pages as he reads these stories and referencing his notebook, trying to see if there's anything that seems familiar or lines up. And he's jotting notes in there of things to keep in mind um, while he's traveling. Um, I think, yeah, he's just kind of getting lost in everything again. Fantastic. Um, yeah, Cassio comes skateboarding through the library um, on his way back to the bar. Um, I, want to, I want to look and see if it looks like when he spilled his beer, if it looks like he peed his pants. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't. Like, it just, it looks like someone spilled. Thank you. Like, it's just cool. Like, it's just like, damn, like that guy, I wish he had more beer. Like, I wish he didn't spill his beer. I, I want this guy to drink more of his beer. Um, noticing it, I think I'll be like, oh, Cassio, um, I have a spare pair of pants that you could borrow if, if you need it. Oh, yeah, let me see them. <laughs> uh, they're in the train car, but they look pretty similar to the ones that I'm I'm wearing now. Um, yeah, you pants. Yeah, uh, not not really a pants guy. <laughs> but, but you're wearing pants now. Um, I'm actually he's wearing um denim shorts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, oh, the, pic the picture's misleading. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's wearing so he's wearing denim shorts and a white tank top and a pink fanny pack. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Amazing. Oh my God, I hate him so much. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, can we get? We, I think I just missed going through like the descriptions. Now that y'all have seen each other, what? Like, just uh, if we'll start with um, um, Edgar, what? What is? What do you look like? What have you got going on with your? With so, your Edgar's dressed like pretty formally. He's got like black pants on and a dark, like a kind of a darker ash gray vest with a a deep. Um, how do I describe it? Like a, a faded purple button up and the sleeves are rolled up. He's got these brown leather gloves that he always wears, um, like darker kind of matching brown leather shoes, um, kind of curly, shaggy black hair. Um, that's, you know, it, it looks like he's attempting to keep it clean, but it always kind of just falls apart because he's so like involved in his research. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gotcha. So a huge nerd, just a big. A big old nerd. Yes. yes. I'm sorry, I missed it. Does he wear glasses or not? No, he does not. He doesn't. Okay. Um, and then Elliot, what uh, what do you look like? Um, Elliot, he's like mid twenties, white guy. He's got like kind of like sandy brown hair, um, kind of in an undercut and close cropped and tidy. Um, he's wearing a pretty stereotypical like gov government type like fancy suit and pants. Uh, he's usually got a briefcase with him, which he and stashed in his room. Um, but otherwise, sometimes he wears sunglasses, but not inside, because that makes it hard for him to see. Gotcha. Get those stashed away. But otherwise, yeah, just a kind of like very average looking white guy. Yeah. Excellent. Perfect. And he's got that like red briefcase as well, right? That you yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's under his bed right now. Okay, cool. Um, great. So 
Uh, Edgar, you're looking through the library. Elliot, you're chatting with Moon as you guys sort of just mill around, look at the stuff in the bestiary. Um, Cassio, you make your way back to the dining car. Um, as you get there, uh, less people are there. It seems like some people have gone to their rooms. Um, and I'm actually just going to quickly show you guys because you would have passed this on your way. Um, this is the economy sleeping car. So a bunch of people are sleeping in here, um, just sort of like bunk bed, just singular rooms. Um, again, sort of all 50 style. Um, architecture and interior design. Um, and there is another first class sleeping car um, that was in front of y'all. Um, and uh, so, you know, a couple people are in those two rooms as well. But everyone trying to sleep on this train is going to learn to hate the sound of my skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excellent. Um, yeah, you see a couple, there's, there's less people now at the bar. Uh, a few people have gone back in. Um, you don't see the three. Um, uh, 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 siblings anymore, like the like Lucius or Ralph um, or Dolores. Um, they seem to have gone somewhere else, maybe back to their room. Um, but you do see um, that short, black-haired woman. Um, uh, you haven't caught her name yet, but she's sitting at the bar, and she's still being talked to by this guy with um, curly, like, bright red hair, freckles everywhere, and super lanky. Um, and he's just sort of like talking directly into her ear. But um, other than that, it's just them two in there and, and Gabe sort of cleaning things up at the bar. Um, what do you do? Uh, I guess I'm just going to sit at the bar and continue to drink my beer. And do I hear um, anything of the conversation happening between the other two? You hear the the red-haired... Um, <laughs> the red-haired, lanky young man go, um, yeah, well, um, I'm studying, like, multiple kinds of economics. Um, so, like, macroeconomics. Um, we've got microeconomics. Castillo stands up from the bar and immediately stops listening. <laughs> yeah, you can um, hear the droning background, like, um, he, so Cassio goes over to one of the corners of the room, like over here, if you can mm -hmm. see where I'm clicking. Yes. Um, and gets on a skateboard and he's like, Hey Gabe, hey Gabe, if I do a kick clip, a, a kick flip, you gotta give me a beer for free on the house. Um and then he he attempts to do a kick flip. <laughs> um yeah, roll uh let's see. Let I want you to roll uh manipulate someone. Okay, what so do I add to that? Charm? 2d6 plus charm, yeah, so plus cool. two. Cool, 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 cool. Eight. Great, so on a seven to nine, they'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now <laughs> to show that you mean it. So yeah, you just have to make this kickflip. Um, I'm going to say that you have been like practicing your kickflip. Uh, like but I've never, I've never hit one before. You've never hit one before. <laughs> oh man, you, gotta, you definitely got to act under pressure. You got to roll 2d6 plus one. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, just by the skateboard before he showed up on the train. <laughs> skateboarding's um, hard. Yeah, skateboarding's hard. Gabe is like, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Well, it's again, it charged to your room. But um, <laughs> like, and as you do the kickflip, you just like sort of catch the tip of it um, and you fall over the front. Um, you still, your beer is still okay. Like the open one now that you've, that you've opened nice. up in your fanny. So that's still okay. You haven't lost that. Um, but definitely like, it's sort of just all on the floor. Um, and, uh, and yeah, 
Uh, Gabe is like kind of snickering, laughing a little bit. He actually cracks up another natty for you, and he's like, you know, I listen. I don't care. It's on the house. Whatever. That was sick. You're pretty cool. <laughs> um, maybe you can teach me skateboard at some point. Yeah, you're not a nerd like everyone else on this train. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I mean, I'm. I'm pretty cool. I'm studying. Um, like. I don't like, care. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Awesome. I guess I'll clean up this this little bit of spilled beer that's over here. Yeah. <laughs> and cleans uh, that. Cassius sits at the bar with his two open beers and just, <laughs> and just chills. And as he's drinking. Okay, great. Um, let's go back to Elliot. Um, Elliot down in the bestiary. Um, is there anything? Are you so? Are you like actually like looking for? For bones or for human bones? Um, or you I, think, I think he's genuinely interested in the skeletons and stuff. He's like kind of into it, but also, yeah, he's definitely also trying to figure out if there's anything suspicious going on. Yeah, um, you definitely, you don't see anything that would like, I'm not even going to make you roll and investigate a mystery. Um, you don't see anything that would seem out of the ordinary. I mean, it's just bones of like, and they're all there doesn't seem to be any bones lying on the ground that seem out of place. Um, so it's starting to feel like this is maybe just a, a marketing ploy that that Gabe has to sort of monotonally deliver every time he comes on. Um, and maybe they dr- were drumming up business, but it doesn't seem like there's anything out of the ordinary right now. Um, in this, you know, Miss Moon, I uh, I feel like I might have gotten all up in a tizzy over nothing. Seems yeah, like no, I don't, I don't see anything. Where are you? Where are you staying? In in the train. Oh, I'm in uh, I'm in a triple in the first class. Don't know how that happened, but I'm with uh, two other gentlemen. Uh, one's the uh, disheveled British man you might have seen earlier. Others the um, no good young kid with the uh, skateboard and such who spilled his beer all over his trousers. Oh yeah, no, he's <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's kind of he's kind of cool. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, don't tell him I said this, but he's definitely you know I wasn't the coolest kid back in high. Uh, really. So- no, I I can't tell if that's sarcasm or not, but uh, no, I was not. No, I mean you're just. I mean I don't know. You're really nice. I don't know. I feel like. Oh, thank you. Know. That uh, that really means a lot. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, uh, Miss Moon, uh, what brings you here under this tree? Oh me, um, I I mean I just really like to kind of hang out and read. Um, and I knew that they had a library with a bunch of cool books, so I figured it might be fun to just like go on a trip um across country and just like sit and and read stuff so um that's what i'm also i'm gonna be hanging out in the tea house in the library um and just reading a bunch of stuff you know yeah yeah took the words right out of my mouth i uh you know was uh working nine to five in front of a computer typing away all day and uh you know sometimes just need to get out of there do a little sightseeing i've always loved trains loved uh countryside so uh here i am yeah, no, that's to- I I get it. Kind of from the other way, like my job, I'm like always out and about, so um just sort of like I needed to to get like a weekend, a week inside, you know what I mean? Oh um, yeah. Uh, what is it that what is that you do there? Um I am a park ranger. Um yeah, I'm just like sort of always walking around, love the outdoors. Um so just decided, you know, but I never get to read when I'm out on the trails. So when I get back in town, I always like to just sit down with a good book. Oh, you know, that sounds like the life. I, uh, you know, I wanted to be a park ranger for a while there, but uh, turns out I'm allergic to trees. 
Uh, she kind of so, uh, is, like, she gets like, she give up on that dream a little bit. really sad. Like she's like, yeah, yeah. you're telling me crestfallen. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I, I really love the outdoors. Like how I just don't know what I would do if I couldn't, I don't know, get out there. Uh, maybe you'd be working for the FCC. <laughs> and he starts <laughs> to laugh, but then he gets really sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, she kind of pats your shoulder as you're both sort of having this pretty sad moment. Um, and she is like, okay, I'm gonna, I think I've seen enough, um, dead animals for today. So I'm going to go hang out in the library. You can come with me if you want, but I'm just going to be looking for books to read and sort of hang out. So, yeah. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll meet you there in the gym. Okay, great. Um, and she heads off towards the library. She actually walks in and runs into Edgar and Edgar, are you still reading? What are you, what are you up to? Yep, I'm just scanning through books and comparing notes and all that. Great. Moon just sort of gives you a nice smile and she's like, hey, like I'm don't mind me, I'm gonna be looking for books too. Sure. Uh, um, hello, my my name's Edgar. Oh, uh, my name's Moon. Um, nice to meet you. Um, and as you two are talking, uh the the short man with the cowboy hat uh and blotchy skin walks in from the left on this side and he uh, just sort of strolls in, picks up a book, um, splays his legs out. This is sort of like an easy chair recliner and just sort of puts his short little stubby legs up and um, starts reading. Um, Looks over at you two and gives you both like sort of disparaging glances um, because you're talking in a library. Um, But yeah, he, uh, he pops a squat. Um, I think Edgar will, go up and just you know try to try to say hello be like um hello sorry i know i seen you in the dining car earlier i just wanted to introduce myself my name is edgar wright well hello the name's clint mccain i uh you see i like i like to read in peace and if someone isn't allowing me that delicacy of life I don't much take kindly to them. And he shakes your hand. Um, but he notices that you're looking through the... Which which book are you looking through right now? Um, I think... I think there's a couple... Like, Edgar kind of has a couple different books, like, you know, stacked maybe on the couch next to him, but he's keeping that... What was it? Hades Journey, was it? Mm-hmm. Hades Favorites. Hades Favorites. He's keeping that up that open and like constantly referencing that since that seems to be the most interesting material. Right. Yeah. Um, Clint, uh, notices that you're reading Hades favorites and he, uh, his eyes sort of light up and he's like, Oh, what, what is that? That you're reading Hades favorites. Interesting yes. title. Yes. I, uh, I just found it. It seems to be short stories and sort of, uh, mentions of dark things and demons. Um, trying to, well, get to nefarious things in our world. Uh, Tell me. Interesting. Is there anything in there about a uh, a heart stone? Anything in there? And as you as you're scrolling through, you do see actually some some references um, to a heart stone in the, in the pages. There seem to be some short story centered around that. Um, yes, it appears as though it's mentioned here a, a few times. Um, well, hot. Damn, Sonny, 
I need to see that book. Uh, sure, if you don't mind me asking, what what is the Hearthstone? Well, uh, and you can see he's starting to get really excited. Um, and he sort of transforms himself a little bit, like his aura changes from this like uh, very gruff um, southern drawl, um, sort of like dapper businessman in an all-white suit. Um, and he's sort of getting a little bit more excited now, and he's just like, well, Sonny, so I... I don't know if you know, but in the cargo room, I've got just a, a whole bunch of knickknacks and dadudes and, and things from my travels. But my, my prized possession is a heartstone. Um, I found it in uh, Nova Scotia. They call it the Jewel of Nova Scotia, which is why I'm on this train. I'm transporting it back west. Um, I'm originally from Texas, but anyway, long story short, I'm, I live in Silicon Valley now um, as a tech mogul. Uh, and um, basically, whatever, that's besides the point. But I found this heartstone, but I can't find anything about it in all of the text that I read. So I've been searching high and low for this, for any references to this heartstone. So this is a great, a great boon to me, you see. What, uh, what is it supposed to do, if you don't mind me asking? Well, legend has it that the heartstone steals souls. And it keeps them inside of it, growing heavier with every soul that it's stolen. And he pulls out it from his pocket this geode that has um, sort of like a, uh, it's been bisected a little bit. There's been like, a, almost like when you're cutting out of a cake, um, it's this oval geode and inside is amethyst. And you can see inside there, it's like, it's gorgeous. It, you can see into the depths of this stone and it seems limitless. Um, it's just got this like beautiful purple radiance to it. Um, and it kind of seems alive. Uh, and he's, it's got like the spiky exterior with that sort of geode, um, crystalline structure sticking out of it. I think, um, yeah. Edgar sees this thing is absolutely enthralled. He's like, this is exactly the kind of thing that I'm looking for. And he's like, if you don't mind, um, I, I am sort of interested in objects and information of the same area. So, if I would love to take a look at your collection and maybe we could compare notes and learn more about this hot stone and maybe anything else that's in your collection. Um, you see a Clint, a shadow crosses over his face. He, he sort of pulls away and he's like, well, I mean, I'm happy that you're interested boy, but I can't trust you. This is oh, what no. more than kingdoms have gone for. Oh, I, absolutely. I understand the hesitation. I, I mean, I know we just met, but I can assure you, I know interest in the riches that the object may, may entail. I'm, you see, I'm actually a professor. I'm an academic back in England. And, well, I sort of study the arcane and, well, I, you know, old texts and mentions of old artifacts are pretty much exactly what I'm, I'm looking for. Um, more of just seeking knowledge than actually trying to obtain these things. But, you know, it, it I'm just overjoyed and excited at the fact that, well, there's one such object right in front of me. And, you know, I, these things can be mysterious and sometimes dangerous, and I would hate to see anyone get hurt by them. I understand. You know, I like you. I always did like the English. Find them to be weak-kneed and easily pushed over. And I think that if you if you join me later in the bar, um, you know, I'd be happy over an old fashioned to 
talk with you and let you examine this piece of stone. Um, that would be a great opportunity. I hear the drinks here are actually free. Uh, are they now? Well, well, hot damn. That's and what he, told me. <laughs> he pops up um, and he's like, I have some uh, urgent business to attend to <laughs> um, regarding the status of my liver. Um, and I will be, I will see you, uh, in the bar later. Um, I usually get a little bit mouthy after four or five Cosmos, um, and one or two, um, old fashioned. So come join me around my seventh or eighth drink and I'd be happy to chat with you. Certainly will. Thank you very much, Mr. Mr. Clink. This was just a real pleasure to meet another weak need, easily defeated Englishman. (laughs) And Edgar's going to, like, tighten his jaw and smile and be like, of course, <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, uh, Clint, sort of waddles out of the um, library. 